Welcome to No Hope, the podcast. The year after. Introductions. Woohoo! Hello. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good. Wherever you are, Hello. whatever time of day or night this finds you. I hope it finds you. I am speaking to Mr. Scott Andrew Schneider. I'm speaking to Timothy Amiller. Hello, Scott. Hello. How are you? You are. I couldn't be better. Living the dream. I mean, you know, we are living, <laughs> as as um, <clears throat> my friend and colleague Amanda says, living someone's dream. <laughs> Someone else's. Which is a great answer. Uh-huh. Living someone's dream. Someone has to, this has to be someone's dream, right? Well, one per- You would think, you would hope. One one percent of America is having a hell of a time. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So so yes, 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 and it's all relative. Yeah, you know, it's all relative. Uh, um, absolutely. Well, we're it has been a while. It's been a while. In case you've forgotten, we're No Hope uh, the podcast, and we are we're outcasts in the arts. Um, it's funny because now, because we know that there's going to be a sound clip there mm-hmm. until we get a cease and desist from <laughs> wherever that come, that would come from. Ms. I almost said I just from think that Ms. Midler's boss, estate, but, but, and then I, that made me, made it sound like she's dead or something, which I don't like she, that. She is not dead, and it would probably not come from Ms. Midler, it would probably come from Disney, right? Because it's a Disney Oh, yeah, song. absolutely. Isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah. it's shocking. We should we should say Disney like just like as many times as we can, so that somehow it will be run be into the up. algorithm, and yeah. we will we will it will be picked up, and we will get more. I mean, the fact assist. that you even just said um, it once, we're probably gonna have to take, put this down. We're gonna have to take this down. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna take it down. Um. Anyway. We we are here because this is an excite, a very exciting moment. Truly really exciting. We had to tell you about it. I mean, it's been a beat. It's we been had a minute, to tell you about it. And, but we actually have a good excuse, which is we recorded an album. And we, do you remember the last time we recorded, we were going to record a very short episode to yeah. explain what we were doing. And then we had to split it And it, it turned in into a very long episode <laughs> because we had to fucking split it in half. And to, we already told them what we were doing. Yeah. So if you've been listening, you know. But if you haven't been listening, which is also a strong possibility, then we want to tell you what we've been doing, which is recording our first ever professional recording of a show that we wrote yeah and we like it is actually truly astonishing to me that it's done because you know it's just been one of those things where it's like you you know you just you have you start with a little little patch of snow at the top of the mountain and it starts rolling and it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and then like somehow it's at the bottom of the mountain like it's just, it's surreal to me that we're actually at the point that it's like in the can. So I'm excited. That is a, th- that is such an optimistic uh, sort of view of this project, especially coming from you. Um, like I would think that it's way more about taking that little bit of snow at the bottom of the uh-huh. mountain and pushing it 
up <laughs> like a like, like the, the Sisyphean that you are yeah like the fact that you are thinking of it as like this lovely down like a well, sled I kind of am because like sled well because like normally and and we st- this was still true of this project but like normally both of us are wearing like twenty seven hats and. We, you know, between our executive producer and dear friend Robert Merrill and like the fact that there were like literally 30 people working on this project that like I, I had moments where there was just, there was a little more space in it for me and I had more moments to just take a beat and enjoy the, that this was happening. Well, I think, do you know what I think it is though? It's that because we had already written mm-hmm, the show, mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm, we did. Mm-hmm. We did do work on it. Too. But usually, yeah. when we do a project, we sort of write, produce, yeah. and pre- and 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 present. And it's all like, happening all at, the, all same at time. the same time. And I'm music directing, yeah. and you're so directing, you and we're also producing the thing, yeah. and we're finishing up writing it. So it is literally yeah. like spinning plates. Yeah. <laughs> And we're begging people to come and see it, yeah. and we're um, coercing people to do to perform in it, and we're you know it's like it is literally all of the things, everything, right. everything, yeah, everything all at once. And this was a it, you're right, it was like a fucking luxury because we had already written the show, and yes, it was an imperfect show, and so we did do a lot of work on it, but it was it, it, it there was like. We did that kind of methodically, mm-hmm. knowing that at some point we were going to record it. And especially because, of course, we had sort of set, started to set things in motion. I mean, nothing like too concrete, right, right, but right. pre-pandemic, right, you know? Right, and right. so we had been really honed in on like this work. And I think that was the, yeah, that for me, like, you're right. You're absolutely right. It was a, it was, it, it was felt a like a gift luxury. to be able to go yeah. in and like pay attention uh-huh to the the content to like the songs yeah. and the lyrics and the singers and have that relationship and that was all it was about and we weren't trying to get people in seats and we weren't you know it's it, it's just such a different experience right. and especially having like so a producer and a recording engineer it's like i was literally there engineer. to just like music direct and like you know overall produced the whole thing but yeah it was it was you know and i want to talk about the studio because it was like it was such a luxury but like to that end like before maybe we get into that even a a bit it made me laugh because i was thinking about it today because like even it was the smallest things like you know there would be like the assistant uh engineers who would like ask us if we wanted a cup of tea or something. And like, it never ceased to just feel very strange to me because on the same subject of just wearing so many hats, like I literally felt like, no, 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 I'm, I'm the one that's supposed to be giving, getting you tea. Like, do you, do you want a snack? Like, do you want, no, what can I do for you? Like it, that just like kind of blew my mind. And also in the same beat, I was like, you've been doing this for 20 years and we're like also like paying for the studio. Like it's absurd. It was absurd that I even needed to like feel that way, but I did. (laughs) Well, yeah. Or even Robert was laughing. The fact that like the first day I showed up at this like, 
over-the-top amazing studio and I brought in like bags of snacks in like you know like a, an econo pack of like pl plastic water bottles for the cast and they're like um we have all that stuff here like literally what are you doing so yeah yeah it, it's hard you know well, doing DIY for so long to like get out of that mode of like no 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 we, we have to do everything I and I want to give a shout out to Byron Estep because mm. we spent oh my God. many days and a couple of nights at his apartment in the East Village originally and, but, with people singing in his bathroom. Big shout out to Byron. And, because the acoustics. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's cute that you say a couple of nights because it, like by a couple of nights, you mean like literally like into like 3, 4 a.m., sessions didn't we oh, just go dose times. the musical didn't times. we like do some marathon session until i think i had to work the next day and yeah. we were like taking a cab home at like four in the morning or something yeah yeah because we were submitting that 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 bullshit we were submitting it to something and we had to get those demos finished yeah and you know i love those demos we we, we just until literally two days ago we had one of those alarm clark alarm clock yeah. alarm clarks alarm clarks alarm, alarm clocks that have you know the ipod in them oh and, yeah, yeah and yeah. we would just yeah. have uh the uh, the the shuffle feature so occasionally a song for a demo from <laughs> dose the musical that was recorded in byron Eastep's bathroom in the east village comes up and wakes me up in the fucking morning and it is that it always is just like takes you back yeah god exactly. i mean i have charming. legitimately haven't listened to just those bizarre i have not listened to those tracks in probably like a decade <laughs> um <laughs> eric you know Eric, he he. I told we were talking about Dust the Musical. Uh -huh. when we went to see our friend Brett in Xanadu in Brooklyn. Oh yeah, okay. And he was like, I, we, we said we had a video of it, and he's like, oh my god, we need a movie night. I'm gonna host a movie oh, night. Oh my show Dose god, the Musical. I would I die. Like, I think I am now at the point I could watch that. <laughs> and I if, think if be wildly entertained to work because that's on like some like high eight and, like weird tape. But I saved that VCR. Okay in the hope that one day oh, we, we would have that. access to all of that footage. Oh my God. So yeah. Ridiculous. There's also, um, I'm sure footage <laughs> from when we dated, oh, um, and when you boy. like, yeah, yeah. Oh, on the same, those same little tapes. I had a camera for those little tapes. So someday, I I someday those will be like, fun to watch. If that thing still works. I don't watch that, but, uh, but yeah, I, I am ready to see some actors uh, fake shooting heroin between their toes at the Crane Theater in 2003. <laughs> yep. Yep. And yep. me playing a keyboard on stage. <laughs> that was the band. It was like me and a keyboard uh, in a black box, like, like basically in the action of the musical. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And carrying yeah. a, what, 300 pound clawfoot claw tub. tub. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Amazing. Amazing. Jesus. Okay, so, so we're not here to talk about, about that. Musical. The, we're here yeah. to talk about 20 fucking years later, by yeah. the way. Like this month, like this month, 20 years ago, we put up our first show Wait, was at the Cluster Duplex Fuck? Cabaret Theater. Was Clusterfuck Cluster in Fuck March? was the spring oh, of 2003. That tracks. Because we were like kind of getting our, yeah. well... 
took a lot. And Dose of, was yeah. in September of yeah, 2000. Yeah, 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 yeah. After, yes. after we received our first of many rejections. <laughs> yep, yep. We were rejected from the French yep, Festival exactly. that year. But, uh, um, and then we were like, well, let's just... It did not gonna, slow did us not, down. did not deter us. Uh, no. Wow. Well, no. um, so this album, tell, tell me what you think this album is and why we did it uh okay well you know we as many of us were were reeling would be the word i would say reeling from the 2016 election um i think you know we all collectively lived through that year of chaos and of course it wasn't just that year like it continues to be chaos uh, I mean, it's charming to me that it's like, huh, this was pre-pandemic and before the storming of the Capitol and like oh. the entire descent yeah. of the yeah. of one political party into a absolute clown car reality show. So like, it seems, you know, as we've talked, some of this even seems quaint now, which is hilarious. But, um, oh yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, yeah, I mean, I think we were like, oh, we want to respond in some way, but, um, I feel like we didn't want to do anything that was like, you know, too on the nose or like just overtly political. And uh, we had both been, and forgive us if we have already discussed this on this podcast, because it, it has been a beat. But um, I think we, we were sort of inspired by the season of high maintenance where they sort of like, it was clear that there were like in moments that there were like sort of like high level, like macro level, like things going on, like intense things, but they didn't really like comment on it explicitly. Um, you know, and it was, and it was very much just, you know, th that show is just like a, a cast of characters, you know, there's like some core people, but you know, like the city is basically a character of, and, uh, there's like all sorts of quirky folks. And I think we were just like intrigued by the idea of like, oh, well, of course. I'm like, even in the, like, you don't choose the times you live in. And it's like people still continue to like muddle through and like live their lives and like fall in love and fall out of love and like have babies and like that sort of thing. So like, could we construct like a very loose narrative, but not even, and just have like a song cycle really? um yeah and in and in some ways it's 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 amazingly fitting that this is the 21st anniversary of clusterfuck because there's also a the show is a bit of a clusterfuck it is like, like stylistically mm -hmm. it's something that we've always Musically, done we've always it's wanted to like, we've always been interested in yeah. different places some of it is i would say some of it is overtly political although it's not like uh, what you're talking, or the the like the um, the the specific episode that I remember is when there's that threesome oh, that yeah. happens, and they with just Nat go to this Natalie hotel room Johnson, and they just like the fuck each other's brains out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, none of them have their phones yeah, on, yeah, yeah. and then like after like having sex all night long, they all check their messages. And like, oh my and god! And realize yeah. that they are learning yeah. about the day after the fucking election. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you don't. You, some. It took me a while to realize that actually, but that was that was definitely a flashpoint for us, and and something that was really really interesting to to play with. And as we assembled 
these songs. And as we wrote the, some of the songs, I mean, there was a couple of them that we had been working on prior to this idea. But once we settled on the idea, it all just sort of like made sense. And we wrote it really fast, too. We did. Well, is, it also helps for us I mean, when I, we have a deadline. So for me, yeah. we had a deadline because we, uh, well, we, to be perfectly honest, I, I was hitting a, a milestone birthday a.k. the big four zero, so uh so we had thought like oh well we could kind of wrap these up like these events together and for me i was like oh my like that is so not my personality type you know i'm very much like oh my god like if somebody's like in a restaurant and a birthday cake is coming near me it's like i want to like run to the bathroom but like for me I, I did love the idea of like oh I can be doing something that I really love on this milestone birthday, meaning like playing music on a stage with people and hopefully like having written something new that I care about. So I was, I was very invested in like making like that happen, that moment happen. Um, and I, I, I felt like it did and I was like really happy, but so, so you're right. I think we did write it really quickly. Like probably we did have some songs that were kind of like already, like written as i recall but then we, there were and then we yeah. came up barely one moon and um and all of desire in afternoon i think yeah. both of those songs existed in yeah. oh in afternoon yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So there was some some sort of like orphanish right. songs that we'd already been writing that we thought would fit well and then we started to like brainstorm uh some you know more specific pieces that would like sort of like anchor this um you know what we spent we we it we wrote it fast but we spent so much sort of we gave it so much attention mm -hmm. um which is true and we did work a lot on certain pieces i mean yeah. we, the, the longest song that we've ever written is on this album it's uh, it's part of the show it's called happy it's 11 and a half minutes it's like an ensemble um, piece uh, we, and it's really yeah, we, like the the sort of heart of the yeah. show in many many ways, and, and we yeah, continue to work on we that. We continue after, to rewrite uh, it. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's because um, it was like thirteen and a half minutes, and we actually <laughs> cut cut a couple of shaved a couple of minutes off. Also, um, which uh, always makes you happy. But yeah. I, but I, but I also was going to say like, and occasionally though, when things hit, they hit, mm -hmm. you know, and and like I think all of desire. I think I sent you that lyric. Oh yeah, I think that you wrote that came out melody, fully and I don't formed. Think we changed a thing. No, that definitely yeah. came so out fully formed. So it just is, you know. Whereas like A Train to Brooklyn, we that one was like that was probably like seventeen rewrites of that song. But, yeah, that was you a know long, boundaries also labor. came out fully yeah. formed. That was very easy. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think that that. I don't yeah. think I don't think there were any rewrites to that, and. Uh, Lo and behold, that is going to be our and will be our going to be our first single yes. single, which I will be coming on out Friday this, this Friday. Friday. Yeah, so yes, check it the tent uh, on streaming platforms, but we are also going to have it right here um, for your on the podcast listening as a separate pleasure. little bonus track. Yeah. So March 10th. And you can check it out. And the Christina album, Amato, the album uh, um, is March 24th. Um, it's going to be available Friday, March twenty fourth. Be available everywhere um, that you stream. 
the album itself we started recording basically a year, a year ago. ago. Yeah, I thought about that today. It was, it was March, March of 2022. <laughs> yeah, we donned our masks, masks showed our vaccination status. Uh, it was wild. You know, we got. I think we actually kind of lucked out. Saturday we morning, were, a Saturday morning in March. I think it kind of lucked out because we got a via our wonderful recording engineer, engineer Matthew Sullivan. We got he managed to get us kind of an upgrade or two. So we have some lovely photos and videos from uh, Studio A at uh, Power Station Studios, um, which is just gorgeous. Um, and so I was like, well, that's where they recorded the Hamilton soundtrack. Yep, Hamilton, uh, Paul Simons recorded there, Tony Bennett, Lady Gaga, David Bowie, Madonna, Herbie Hancock, Bob Dylan, um, and then the boss, the boss has recorded there quite a bit. So, and actually, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this, but yeah, he was. I was going to say, and he was there the night before the morning we showed up. That's like, that was our christening or of my, of imp- my that was the beginning of my imposter syndrome. <laughs> it's like, what am I doing here? Um, it's like, oh yeah, Bruce Springsteen <clears throat> was here in this studio yeah, last night. Literally last night. We're like, what the what? fuck are you talking this is about? It's really surreal. Um, fun fact. I did not know this until today. Yeah, Power Station Studios uh, was founded and designed by Tony Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. It's probably Bon Jovi. That's my guess. Uh, in 1977, it's located in an old Con Ed Power Relay Station. Thus, the name Power Station. I was like, oh my oh. god, I didn't know that. Um, and oh. it was it once served as home to the popular TV show Let's Make a Deal. Fun facts. What? No, I was like, I was like, oh, that's fun. It literally was a like power station. <laughs> um, it was also fun when we were there, and it was like a TV studio. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, also this summer when we were recording, uh, we because we both we basically finished laying down most of the vocals. Like what, like spring? Yeah, basically like last spring, early summer. Most, most, but not all. And then um, the summer we were recording more nice. of the instrumental tracks, but um, they were recording uh, Anne Juliet now on Broadway was the cast album was being recorded while we were there. So that was kind of fun because we would see like uh, Anne Juliet, like swag and like um, musical scores and stuff like that laying around. Um, and the studio folks were like very complimentary about two things, as I recall, which is the lead uh, actress from Angelia. They said was basically like a one take Jake that she would just like come in and she was just like, oh, like super amazingly talented and would like nail it in one take. And then they said that um, I'm sure most of you who are listening to the, to this probably already know that Anne Julia is comprised of all Max Martin bangers, basically, like, you know, pop songs. And uh, they said that he was, like, very, very, uh, like, all hands on deck. Like, he was, like, hands on with the studio and the production and that he's, like, super lovely in real life. And I just, whenever I hear that... You know, just because I'm such a cynic and have also like had 
the misfortune of meeting idols where it hasn't worked out and it hasn't really worked out so well that like when I, when I hear that there's people who are like, just like that over the top successful, um, you know, financially and artistically and otherwise, and that they're actually like, you know, decent human beings. It's like, it's just a nice surprise. Decent, Just a nice surprise to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Is he like Swedish or something though? Yeah. Yeah, so that's probably part of it. What gross generalizations about people's nationalities. <laughs> it's, oh, it's probably that. Well, I'm just saying he's not well, American. Like, there's a, everybody's like, he's oh, well, they're Can- American, he's Canadian. So. That's why. He's nice. He's Canadian. I'm like, I'm sure there's a lot yeah, of exactly, really awful exactly, people exactly. that live in Canada. <laughs> I mean, there's probably can- cannibals no, that all, live up there. There's nice. probably cannibals that live yeah, up there. Murders and yeah, there's there's horrible things that happen. And, there's horrible things that happen. Yes, there are. Yeah, yeah. the the way that their uh, Canadians have treated their native citizens, uh, horrible, despicable treatment. Yeah, I don't know. I so, think they're yes, just. Yeah, I right. think it's a proximity but, thing. Is that the Americans are so insane and just pull focus that they like by proxy have like you know come across like you know like seeming seemingly so uh, sweet. gross generalizations about nationalities. Well, if we weren't canceled already. Um, So is there anything? Um, We didn't mention that we are, we are two cis uh, white queers Mm -hmm. who write musical theater. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which continues to be groundbreaking. That's that's an an important, it's yeah. Important important qualifier. Um, We are novel. We are novel. Um, I was also thinking maybe I felt like like ki- a kid in a candy store, almost like um, like Willy Wonka. That was Power Station Studios for me. It was Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. He looks so confused oh, when, right you, now. When you first walked in there, it was <laughs> it, it was. was it was absolutely it was bizarre. It was just, it, you're right. It, it felt there was a, a very strong imposter yeah. situation of like, what, what, are, what, are, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? If you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. Anything you want to do it. Want to change the world. There's nothing cool But the cool thing is, that we got such, uh, I mean, A, we know a lot of incredibly talented people, and we met some of these incredibly talented people like a long time ago. Yep. So, you know, um, we got them, we got them when, uh, before they were, you know, too famous to talk to us. No, that, that's, that's ridiculous. Of course, that's not true. Um, but we have known several of them for a while. And then, and then we have, of course, our, uh, my lovely husband to thank also for um, his casting cred and oh, yes. his uh, ability to, to just, um, you know, also, it, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. All of the, doesn't hurt. All of the props. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, well, the thing is, you know, it's it's one of those things that you realize if you stay with something, this is yeah, you do, and and 
and you and you start to gather resources mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. i feel like this was a culmination of 20 years Absolutely. of fucking doing it of continuing to to, to write of continuing to put things out in the world yep. of continuing to, to uh, put concerts up friends shows up um you know like yeah just i'm like this was not not there is no world where this would have been possible like within the first five years of doing this like this was definitely like fruit fruits no. of our labor and in, in, in no. meaning like the re- relationships we've and, made and the ability for like you know it's like obviously we don't have a show on hbo or like a broadway show but i i feel like having done this for 20 plus years, even if it, it doesn't net me a dime, like the, um, the, the, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? The payoff for me has been that I feel like within the last like five years or so, when we ask someone to do something, like we get more yeses than no's and like with the opportunity to like work with like really incredibly talented people, like honestly is like the payoff for me. Yeah. And, and also, but it's interesting to also to watch, um, I mean, to watch all of the people that we've known for a long time continue to make their art and continue oh, to evolve. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I was joking about, I was joking about, you know, people are too famous, would be too famous now, but, but it also to watch, yeah, people just be fucking successful yeah. at their, at their art and, and, but still be amazingly, incredibly kind and decent people and be like, yeah, actually I, I would love to come and sing your song. And that has been, yeah, that, that was the part that, um, the combination I think of people that we didn't know mm-hmm. and the people that we did was, was, uh, it just made it feel, it, it, it helped with that, that imposter part. I a lot, would agree. You know? Yeah. In particular to your point about the people that we have known for so long, getting to see them grow, uh, artistically and just like, you know, be in this really renowned space, like watching them do amazing shit. Honestly, like I felt like people were like at the top of their game and I was like, just left almost every session being like, I cannot, what we, I cannot believe what we got. Like that was like so fucking good. (laughs) Like, and I felt like that, like, well, basically every session and then like, and then the ability, but that's, you know, but that's what, but that's what we would, you know, we would leave demos like that too. Uh-huh. Um, because even that, like all along, we've had such amazing people that we've worked with. But the, the, the amazing thing about this is that you're like, yes, we got it. But you, but we had never experienced what happened after all of that was got, you know, we've never experienced the layers of the mixing process and oh, the mastering sure. process and, and, and the, the transformation that happens in those, in that, in all of that space. Yeah, like we've I mean, never experienced this that. This was a huge and, learning experience for me. And obviously having Robert Ty be being the sort of puppet master, that's not the right word, but like, you know, like well, tying and, everything together. Yeah, yeah. That also was what made it like um, a lot easier for me. <laughs> is that I had somebody yeah. that, you know, yeah. I've known for 25 years who like has done this before uh, and who I 
trust incredibly yeah. as and a musician. And he wanted to do it, wanted which, to do is, it. which is... I mean, I distinctly remember yeah. Yeah. at Green Room 42 when we were, um, when we were like loading in for tech, like he turned to me and was like, I think you need to record this music and I want to help you. And I was like, uh, yeah. I mean, to be honest, in that moment, it felt like such an overwhelming idea to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and yeah. of course we were like getting yeah. to, ready to load in and we're like teching and like, we had like a huge event to put on that night. So I was like, Wah! but I was also like super honored that he like thought the material was strong enough to like even suggest that. Uh, but then, if, you know, um, yeah. So that, that, and it kind of reminded me too of when Corey Davis suggested that we do the songbook, like also hadn't occurred to me and not something that, I would ever be able to do myself, but like he lives in that world and knows that world and could guide us through the process. So yeah, we are, we are like so lucky to like have yeah. these people like in our lives that can kind of like, yeah, I would say like nudge us in the right directions. Yeah. Cause, cause we're terrible at self-promotion. We always have been. Um, and I mean, a lot of, a lot of the people around us are too. That's that, that is, that is true, uh -huh. but we can, but we do support each other and we do, you're right. We do nudge each other and remind each other. Um, I don't want to turn this into a love fest and I do yeah. want to say, cause it's so not on a brand. No, it's, really it's not on brand. Right I mean, now. I can like say some yeah, hateful things yeah. to you or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should. Um, well, I mean, the first session on this entire process and you, yeah, I was going to say, I definitely wanted to kill you in the very first session because like right out of the gate, really? oh, hundred percent, like right out of the gate, you were like hurling accusations at me in front of like production team and singers that the, that the score lyrics were quote unquote wrong. Uh, Cause they, which is like, <laughs> I think I like actually snapped at you well, and I was like, if it's wrong, then, you, then when, why don't you fucking correct her or something? So, so let us correct the love, the love fest. Wrong. I did want to like, you know, kill you during that first session. Oh God, it was so satisfying too. Which is like, I don't think that there is anything more satisfying than making you furious. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. But anyway, one, one thing I want to say though, about the, all the love is that um, we're not going to talk about everybody because we're going to try to keep this short. Yes. And yes. we are hopefully going to have many of the folks um, that were gracious and, and wonderful and generous enough to, um, to, to, to be a part of the album, uh, come and talk to us on the podcast yeah, in the I coming so. weeks, months, when, mm. when, when we get back on our regular schedule, cause season three is coming, but it's just taking us a bit longer than anticipated because of life and many, many things. But, um, we already spoke it. I, you know, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to start the list. We were, we were, we're not, we're not going to do the list. We're not gonna do a the lot list. of people. Should we do the list? No, we're not, not going to do the list. list. All right. All right. It's like 30 people. Okay, Suffice to say right. there were, there are amazing singers, musicians, and, you know, people in all facets that worked on this project and we are going to give them all their due. So, um, do you have any like particularly like memorable moments that we haven't already talked about from the sessions? 
I mean, I, I had a really surreal experience, which I don't think I've talked about. I think it was the second recording weekend. Mm -hmm. And I was, um, uh, work, I, I'm sure that I've mentioned before, I work at Blue Man Group. We were, we were having an appearance, uh, a four city, five city appearance on the AJR tour. If you don't know who AJR is, they are a, they are three brothers who are a pop band and they have a song bang bang which was a huge song in like the summer of 20 i think 2020 i mean they have other songs but that was probably their biggest biggest song and blue man they had asked blue man to be part of their album and we were doing um Mm-hmm. A night, we were doing an appearance in Boston on the Friday night, and we drove up there, and then I think I got home at like 3.30 in the morning, oh slept for like five hours, <laughs> and then got on the train and came down to the recording studio, and I was there until, I think I even left early that day, because then I had to go to Forest Hill, Queen, Forest Hills, oh, Forest Hills, God, Queens, right. to meet them for the the appearance at the New York uh, concert. Uh-huh. Um, and it was just such a, a fascinating bookend to, to have like this bizarre, like concert experience with this pop band with my job. And also like being like, Hey, Hey, I, I actually didn't stay for the party on Saturday night. There was a, they were, they were having a party cause they're yeah. from New York. They're New Yorkers. And so they were having like all of their friends come to the concert and they were having this party in the forest Hill stadium that night. And I was like, I can't stay. I had a recording session at nine o'clock in the morning. And oh it was just God. such a, like, I remember having this feeling of, of, I mean, I was like, you know, like a tiny, tiny bit bummed, uh-huh. but I was also like super proud and happy to be like, yeah, I've got a, I've got a recording <laughs> session at uh, Power Station tomorrow. And Byron was there okay, because okay. his daughter is a huge AJR fan. Oh, so okay, like okay. Amy had brought, had brought Emma. Oh my God. And like Amy was in there? The, in the stands. And so, yeah, oh my God, Amy fun. was there. And, and. And so, so I was like, "Hey, you know, I'm recording this 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 uh, album at Power Station." And Byron's like, "Power? Of course, he knew what it was." He was like, "Power <laughs> like, Station?" I was like, "I know there? what the fuck." Like, we don't know either. It was, it was uh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I don't know. We're just oh you know, it's Robert's friend. Robert's friend. It's yeah. Robert's friend. That's how we got in. So um, it was great. It was amazing. That that was one. That was. Oh. Uh, I still. I will always kind of remember that weekend because it was so exhausting and such like just bizarre yeah. juxtapositions of my life just coming like you know, in, in all in forty eight hours. Yeah, like all of it within forty eight hours was. It was just and and Cody was with me hmm. and like they had they had helped with the. Um, with both of those gigs, didn't you, um, didn't you a, also like, stage see manager. Gail there? Was that at the same event? Oh, yes, Boy, I love her music in Boston. Yeah. No, well, oh. Gail played and 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 Gail opened for them. Yeah, and you like met Gail her. Gail opened so, for them, and so we met them. Yeah. we met we met we met Gail and Cody. Like totally was like because I said Gail's going to be there. Yeah. Gail's going to open, and Cody was like, and then as soon as Cody met Gail, Cody was like. Oh my God, I love Gail. And I was like, I knew <laughs> See, you I would love you. Gail. And then like, yeah, uh, Gail I love and, Gail. And, and, Both of those two, those yeah, two EPs yeah, yeah. are like freaking solid. Isn't she like, you know, 10 years old? I mean, I'm joking, but isn't she like really young? 
I think she's 19. All right. She's I guess actually, like, she already has an Emmy nomination. Emmy? An Emmy? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, I was like, this girl acts too, and she's got an Emmy no- <laughs> A Grammy nomination. I think for Best New Artist, or was it for that single? I'm not Who sure. Knows? One of the two. We can, that could but be a little rewind. I think she was 17. I think she was 17 okay. when, when she started. To, yeah. was released. I mean, I guess, you know, with pop stars. She geez. probably started when she was like 16. Especially those yeah. Disney. I mean, they, you know, but I think like she's literally like 13. But Friday, when our single comes yeah. out, the Miley Cyrus album. Oh, I know. I saw that. So make sure, make sure you put both into your regular. More the merrier. I'm kind of excited. I mean, I'm, I'm always, you know, I'm not like a Miley super fan, but I'm excited. I'm always here for a, a new Miley album. I'm, pr- I'm, I'm like pretty close to a super fan. I think. You kind of don't know what you're going to get either. She's kind of, you know, kind of tries a little something different. Feels like every album. Yeah. But this song was a hit. Yeah, definitely. This was a hit. The, I think it's her it's her biggest. Yeah. Not her biggest, biggest, but it's, it's a her big biggest hit, hit so right? far. I believe it's her biggest. Bigger than Party in the it's USA. Even bigger, even bigger than Wrecking like, Ball. That was a banger. Wrecking Ball was the biggest. Yeah. Which I always thought it was uh can't yeah, stop. Like but wrecking, wrecking Ball was ball. The, up until huh. yeah. Up until I believe this song, but I'm not 100 percent sure. They were, that was just the it wasn't that part. one that she did with RuPaul that was like something about like oh, Kitty Cat Attitude. That's what it was. Attitude. Yeah, I had to put a little clip of that in That's here. Awesome. Right. This cat is in heat. Sometimes that'll like randomly pop up and it uniformly makes me laugh every single time. I love that song. That's like my old joke about the RuPaul album, like that the the length of the album is how long it took to record it, is what it sounds like. I thought... Wow. I thought the joke was that the length of the album was how long it took to write it. <laughs> That's what I, I mean, thought you always said. Could have been. I mean, both, I, I guess both just push work, play both or work, just push record. I think you said write it. it. Did write it? Okay. Yeah. And you, yeah. It's write it and record it. Yeah, write it and record it. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so now we're going to get in trouble for Disney with Disney RuPaul and making gross generalizations about entire countries it's you're right you're right we need to take back those gross generalizations even the positive ones yeah well a i mean obviously they're not accurate and we know that mm-hmm. um, yes we do um do you know a little fun little right. anecdote that i remember from the, the sessions um and you were there for what? this one so was um the very beginning of nathan lee graham's session will probably be forever like ingrained oh. in my mind. So like apparently 
unbeknownst to us, like someone, like whoever was like checking people in downstairs, I guess, told Nathan like, oh, they're in such a such studio. Like, so yeah, just go up. You just like, just, just go ahead. Just walk in. And so like, we were like wrapping up our session with our cellist and it was like, we had an intense amount of music for uh, our cellist, Wick Simmons, to play in like a short amount of time. So like we were like, like, you know, deep in the weeds. And then like all of a sudden, like I see like Nathan like walking into the, the, the studio. So I kind of like come running out and then like, so I'm like right there as like Nathan's walking in the studio and it's like, oh my God, like basically like, hello darlings. Like I think I've, I think I've recorded here before and da 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 da. And Wick is just like, has the most like befuddled, confused look on his face. Cause it's like, what is going on? And then that makes me just like start hysterically laughing because it's just like every, like nobody knows what's going on basically. And so then I'm like, so then I'm like apologetically explaining to Nathan like, Oh, like we actually like are done yet. And then he was like laughing and was like, was like, Oh my God, I completely just barged on into this. I was like full on channeling Sally field and soap dish. All right. I, I blamed you for messing up my whole life, so I had you written off the show, so you disappear. And you did. <laughs> now you're all back, and I ruined three lives. Three lives! <laughs> Me, America's sweetheart! <laughs> it was like, yes. again, because we had been so deep in the weeds and where it was like, you know, kind of stressful trying to get all this done. It was just this like really wonderful moment of levity. And I like continued to crack up about it for the rest of the, for the rest of the session. And I'm sure, I don't, I cannot say for sure that this happened, but I am, I, in my mind's eye, I see that it was, it was the fall. It was the fall. And so I feel like Nathan Lee had, wasn't it the fall? Um, I feel like Nathan Lee had on like a trench coat. So there was definitely oh, like. Oh, it was super fabulous. There was some, there oh, was yeah, some flair. Yeah, there he was, was serving, he was serving like Luke's, like it was fabulous yeah, which is yeah, like definitely yeah, added yeah, to like something the sally field soap dish of it all <laughs> it's amazing yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly exactly <sighs> um well on that, on that note, note we are we are well remember too we got in an argument no we got an argument actually too like in front of nathan because i was like honestly soap dish was sally field's best work and you were like disgusted and angry with that uh, statement. <laughs> I love her in Soap Sally Dish. Field is one of the greatest actors of her generation. I know I have her memoir, her generation, and Soap Dish is not her best. I mean, I actually work. did mean it that I love that movie. Amazing. I love that movie, and I love her in it. It's ridiculous and over the top. It's amazing. Yeah. Everybody in that movie is amazing. I have a signed copy of her memoir, Tim. I have a signed copy. What? Yes. When did you get a signed Literally copy? Literally when I was in Connecticut, yeah. like the local bookstore. I like am traipsing through, bored out of my freaking skull because it's like peak COVID. And I like pick this up and then I see that it's signed. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I was already buying this. But like, I'm like, like literally take all my money. <laughs> What's it called? It's called something really ridiculous too. What is it called? I, Broken woman or something ridiculous. No, 
it's not that. I know it's not that. But John even read that, even though it took it took him like a year to read that, but he uh, did read it. Um, well, I can't say I read. I think it I all. gave that to my mother, and she liked it. I knew she would like it, but but we do know that Burt Reynolds was not a good kisser and didn't have very good breath. Oh, that's some tea. And he treated her like shit. That's some tea. So that's like it's like I mean I guess you know he was the thing. I he never was really shit. was a was a like was like a Burt Reynolds is my dream guy. I I thought he was like, cool. You didn't uh, enjoy I, the centerfold? I, I couldn't say. I do not ever remember enjoying that particular centerfold. No, huh. obviously I would not uh, be shy about saying it, but no, <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I didn't. Wasn't he in Best Little Whorehouse? I didn't. He was. Yeah. With I, Dolly. I feel like that. He and Dolly did a couple of movies together. Yeah. They also did Straight Talk, I believe. Straight Talk, another, Straight uh, Talk. Yeah. Straight, yep. yep. Um, I think that came after Festival of Our Was he in Deliverance? Am I making that up? He was in oh, Deliverance. Okay. God, do we, did I see that no, movie with, with you? Beatty. Yeah, that was one of his first films. Did I watched that film with I think you? we watched it. I think it. we yes, did. I did sure not see it until it. I was an adult, and I remember being like, ha, 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 because it's like, it's yeah, like, you know, too. in the pop culture, of, you know, like, you got sure got a pretty mouth and all that stuff. And I remember seeing it and being like absolutely horrified. Like it was so much more disturbing than I realized it was going to be. You expected it to be. Yeah. 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 For sure. I feel like I've, uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I was like, this is taking some what 11th we do hour need to talk about is the year, the year after, after the year after March 24th, Everywhere you stream, and this first single, which is also the first real song on the album, there is an overture, but uh, the first song on the album, the first written song on the album, is also called Boundaries, which is going to be out on Friday, March tenth. We cannot wait for you to hear it. We're we're you know it's it's rare that I feel sort of like. A hundred percent proud of something. Mm -hmm. I'm usually Same. like, uh, you know, I feel mostly good about this. Yep. I feel, and occasionally, of course, I feel not very good about it. But I feel a hundred percent proud of this. <clears> I feel <throat> so excited for people to to listen to it. Um, and you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But what I do know is going to happen is season three of this podcast. So I hope you haven't season stopped three. subscribing during this long drought of no episodes but lol but, this uh, was a lull <clears throat> but more are coming soon we're going to get you we're going to get you motivated again we're going to fight about musicals that's right um, we're going to talk about a bunch of shit that has nothing to do with musicals at all as we always do and we look forward to getting back to season 3 soon and thank you for listening have a good morning uh afternoon evening middle of the night everyone till next time till next time bye goodbye there is